0: <laughs> Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW.
1: Today we are joined by Dominica Knasala Pato from Dog Meets Baby. The mission of Dog Meets Baby is to empower, guide and educate expecting and adopting families and families with dogs and young children to support parents to be the best possible parents to both their babies and their dogs. The seas are getting rough, and it is getting harder.
0: Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your host Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are here with Dominica from Dog Meets Baby to talk about safe coexisting for parents who have babies, children, and dogs
1: in their home. So welcome, Dominica. Hello. Very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, we're so happy you're actually our first international guest. Am I? Yes. So, just to be, so you were living in the states, but I in New York State. No, I was. Uh, I was in San Francisco
2: in California for um, twelve years, and then two and a half in New York City.
1: Okay, and then now you are calling us from Spain. Yes, we're spending this year in Spain. That is amazing. Where in Spain?
2: Uh, we're close to Gibraltar, so it's. Just the very southern part
1: in South Spain. Amazing. I'm sure it is beautiful and I'm jealous. I was just going to ask, what's the weather like? <laughs> it's warm.
2: Yeah. It's still, you know, there, um, yeah, there are still many people in their t-shirts and summer clothes and,
1: yeah, beach weather. <laughs> We just got our first snowfall here, so I'm quite envious that you are in warmer weather. Well, let's get started. So could you give us a quick intro to yourself? And of course, can you tell us about your dogs and about your children? Sure, of course. I'm Dominica. I... Um...
2: I'm the founder of Dog Meets Baby. I have two children. They are six and a half, and I have two dogs. Um, Lola is 12. She will be 12 in December. And we just got a puppy um, five weeks ago. Her name is Hela, and she's a Spanish water dog. She's from Spain. (gasps) No way, that is so cool. That is such a rare breed. You don't see them here like hardly at all. That's awesome. You don't. You don't. I I it's not that I didn't know anything about this breed. I I actually trained a Spanish dog for um Spanish water dog for a while and I know many Portuguese water dogs. But yes, it's not a breed that I knew um I mean, I knew a lot, but I'm fine finding out more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to get them confused with the legato romagnato yes. all the time, and um, but yeah, they're a different breed, right? Completely, completely. Yes. Yeah,
2: very, very interesting. Oh, that's so cool! And the, sorry, what's her name? Her name is um, the the breeder's name. The, the breeder named her Elena de Troya. So, but we call her Hella.
0: That's so. That's really beautiful name. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and what about? What about your um, children with two legs? They're both six and they're twins, yes? They're twins. They're
2: six and a half, yes. They help me with the content from time to time, so you can see them in my reels
1: and sometimes in my stories. So cute. All right. Well, this is a topic that we definitely believe is not discussed enough. Um, I think we know lots and lots of people that either have a young kid and get a dog really without much thought or vice versa, bring a baby into the home when you already have a dog without doing that prep work. So we are so excited to talk about this today, but we would love to hear a little bit about Dog Meets Baby. What, does, what do you do and how did your business really start? Of course, it started, um, it's my pandemic baby, Um, that's
2: when it officially started but it's not something that i just started doing then i've been a trainer for a long time since 2008 and once i had my kids and my dog had a very rare reaction to my children she basically was hunting when she saw them it's very scary predator reaction i realized that most people wouldn't know what to do in this situation situation and um I work with private clients, but of course, I can only work with, that, with so many, it's, um, and, and mostly from San Francisco. So once the pandemic hit, I had, well, I wouldn't say I had that much more time because my kids were home, but I made time to start Nuggets Baby, and um, initially, it was just Instagram because I really liked that platform, and um, it just started growing. And it was kind of very organic way of how it it grew. And I realized that what people really struggle with and or what really, really, really stresses them out is how to introduce their dog to their baby. And because I had a lot of experience, personal experience of how, and my dog is a yellow lab. It's not, you know, I don't have a breed that would be seen as dangerous. It's most friendly yellow lab you can imagine. Um, and, and it still happened. And I had a plan that I um, changed a little bit after what happened to make it even safer. And then I decided, well, now that I have this platform and I have this knowledge and there are so many people who need help, why not to create a, a, a mini course? It's it's just a simple course that's short. You can, some people watch it from a hospital bed where I literally just focus on that part.
1: That's amazing. Right before you joined the call, I was talking to Mackenzie about how I got the sense that um, your business kind of started around, about the same way that ours did. And your story is identical as like, pandemic baby and we just started it on instagram and then it blew up and we kind of realized what the community wanted and what the community needed mm-hmm. and the, the growth was really organic so yeah it's really cool to hear that using kind of the internet and technology um other you know entrepreneurs have had the same experience as us to be able to share really meaningful information with people who need it so that's amazing
0: um Let's talk about pre-baby prep. So many many of us have dogs that are introducing... um, Wow, let me start that again. (laughs) All right, let's talk about pre-baby prep. So many of us have dogs and are introducing babies into our lives. So let's say I'm pregnant and I want to prepare um, my dog's Will and Aladar for a new baby arrival. Uh, Where would somebody start?
2: great question i would suggest going to my website and downloading the free preparation checklist and the reason why i would do it is because it really has everything that your dog needs and there are many things that your dog probably knows already and you can just check them off but there are some things that you probably didn't even think about it that this would be like like a simple thing okay if my if my dog is due for the annual vaccinations in february and i my baby is due in january let's get it done in january if possible because you are definitely not going to show up to the vet's office in february or just like just getting enough food which is sometimes you know something that people are like oh where's the dog's food? Well, we're out of it. <laughs> because, you know, you're so sleep deprived and so tired that unless you planned it or maybe it's like auto-shaped, you probably will be out of it. Um, so th- there are just very simple things, but there are also things like training and and car safety um, where you, you have to spend some time um, thinking about it or planning it. But that would be a good place to start. And again, this is more of a okay, this is what my dog already knows. This is what we need to think about. This is maybe not relevant. And then at the end, I talk about the, the birth or giving birth or, or how to plan it. Things like, if you have a key log, then make sure that the person knows the code or just, just simple things that, that's easy to forget.
0: Um, quick question for you. What would you say, percentage-wise, say 100% is like my dog is now being conditioned to new baby coming in. Of that 100%, how much of that percentage would you say is like pre-baby coming home? Like would you say most of the work is done like prior to baby even coming into this world? And then that will get the dog ready for when
2: baby does enter? Well, so the way – it's a great question. The way I see it is that you are – Training and preparing the dog. You don't have to buy a doll, or you can just use something and hold a towel or folded-up towel and play baby sounds. So we're preparing the dog, um, teaching what to do in certain situations. We're introducing baby equipment and baby sounds. But then, of course, it's it's different. A real baby is not quite the same as folded as a towel or, or something like a wrapped up bottle. Um, so many people tell me that um, for many dogs it's enough and the transition to the baby is fairly easy, but for some dogs, and that's normal too, you think of it like a rehearsal. So we're rehearsing and then you, we have the actual event and then you practice with the baby. So sometimes you have to, it's going to be easier and faster, but for some dogs, the baby is going to be such a huge distraction in in probably a little bit scary way, where you will have to dial back and and maybe start, not, not quite start over, but go over the steps. And some people tell me that they literally, okay, we go back to the course and then we work again on the things that we think our dog needs most help with.
1: I love when you were talking about um, the checklist, how it's not just how to prepare to introduce dog and baby, but it's also about kind of getting all of your ducks in a row before baby even arrives so that you can minimize stress and make sure the needs of your dog are still being met when obviously your attention is going to be turned and focused on baby. So I just that's something i wouldn't have even thought of and i am an ex- planner extreme and i wouldn't have even thought of that so that those types of even micro details i can just see being so meaningful for new parents who are likely very overwhelmed
2: yes i you know i think if my dog was not so well prepared it would have been so much harder um for me because and i see it a lot with parents because it you cannot really predict how your dog's going to react to a real baby right this is not something you may do all the prep your dog might, might be very well socialized has met tons of kids like my dog and still have a reaction that will surprise you like mine was my, dog, my dog's reaction was extreme but it can still be something that you didn't expect and When you have that well-prepared, well-trained dog, things are going to happen much faster because if your dog is okay and comfortable being separated and you can create that distance and your dog doesn't have a meltdown because suddenly you close the door or you put a gate up, then it's going to be so much faster and so much easier. But now if someone contacts me, reaches out, and they tell me, oh, my dog barks the whole time he's behind the door, but at the same time he wants to attack my baby it's so it's it's a very tough situation because that we have a we have a mom that's already very hormonal <laughs> functioning on on like barely any sleep with a new baby and then we have that dog that is now a scary animal and of course cannot be around the baby but at the same time everyone is devastated and no one can like it's loud and it's overwhelming and there is a lot of sensory overload so The preparation really is what, it's the foundation. Because it's so much easier later, even if things, and there will be many situations, like, I mean, with kids, like, there were so many things that I didn't know. I had no clue how kids are, because I never worked with, I never lived with toddlers (laughs) or newly mobile kids, right? Like, you constantly learn, whoa, (laughs) that's a new milestone. Oh, really? They're poking the eyes? Of the dog, right? Like, they're, <laughs> like that's what they will do. They are hitting the yeah. dog. Of course they will hit the dog. That's what kids do. They will grab and not let go. So there are so many things that they will they will try to eat the food. They will definitely, you know, the water ball of the dog. It's such a huge attraction. So these are things that I have, you know, I had the knowledge as a trainer. And then as a mom, I lived through it. <laughs> so I combined those two things. I love that
0: and the amount of information you have available through these guides um, through your website is amazing for for new parents out there so thank you so much for sharing all of that we are going to take a quick break and come back to discuss some safe introductions between dogs and your baby and how to safely coexist as your child grows up as we briefly just chatted about so we will be right back
1: Back to the dog friendly KW podcast with your host Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today we are talking with Dominica from Dog Meets Baby. So let's dive right back in. In the first half of today's episode, we discussed how to prepare your dog for a new baby in the family. So let's talk about what introductions might look like. Kinds, you want to kick us off with the first question? I'm on it. All right. So.
0: How do I safely introduce my baby to my pup once I bring uh, them home from the hospital?
2: Well, don't do it the way they show on YouTube, because that's definitely not the way to do it. Good to know. (laughs) There are so many videos that are just horrifying. But first of all, you want to be in control. Uh, You need to have some sort of a plan and ideally some time to rehearse it. But sometimes you don't have that time. So at least have a good plan. And the things that you want to avoid is giving your dog free access to your baby, no collar, meeting you at the door, sticking head in the car seat. And then usually after a few seconds, it's in every single YouTube video, the parent pulls the dog or some or two dogs tries to pull them away from their baby's space. No, sorry. So we want to make sure that we, dog, we have the dog has a leash or there is some sort of barrier or the baby's in the crib. Ideally, the baby's not crying. Um, the dog is well exercised. The dog first meets the parents. There are many steps um, how to do it, but the general rule is that the dog is not loose off leash, no collar. Um, and ideally, so this is the step that I skipped, because I didn't know, it's only just one step, which is, I didn't give my dog time to watch my kids from a distance, because I thought she would love them, right, I was so excited about it, If if I had given her five seconds, as a trainer, I would have noticed that predatory fixation at the, in that very moment. I saw it, you know, like thinking back, I was like, as she approached them, I was like, what is going on? Why does she have that body language, right? But it was, it happened so fast that it was just, it was too late at this point. Now they were safe, they were in the crib, but if they were not, it would have been really bad. So just really, no matter what kind of dog you have, if, if you have a yellow lab or if you have a German Shepherd or a mini Schnauzer or a Yorkie, have a plan and don't assume my dog is going to love my baby right away because they love old kids. My dog loves old kids.
0: I think that that's like a, the huge piece here is that like, yes, like out of the home, your dog can love any child that's on the street. But in the home, that's different. Like that is their territory that is their home and like if there's this little human that is coming in there and causing disruptance, then yeah you could run into issues and I think that is just from like even my own experience like oh my dog loves everybody oh my dog loves kids yeah same thing and then maybe maybe for a hot second they don't love kids and then that's when something bad happens. Well
2: and how many dogs have how many dogs have met newborns? Like your dog has yeah. seen toddlers, that's very different. And they were outside and maybe in a playground, but yeah. you have never, like, like if I asked, I mean, unless you, this is your second or third child, yes, your dog has met newborns, but otherwise maybe they met a newborn that was in a stroller on a walk, uh, but, but not typically the same, like a the same situation, a two day old newborn in your house with the parents acting weird.
1: Yeah. And likely with what has right after um, there has been likely a disruption in their schedule and routine, because if you were up in the middle of the night going to the hospital and you were gone for, let's say, 36 hours and dog was getting shuttled to a friend's house or someone was coming into the home to watch the dog, like you've already thrown off their whole equilibrium and what they understand their day to day life to look like. And that's enough to throw them off as is. And now you've brought in this like weird smelling tiny human <laughs> into their space. And yeah, totally different than being out in the community and meeting a random small child. Yep, yeah, true. Very true. Amazing. Okay, so let's take it kind of a step further. So once maybe, you know, we've done the initial introduction, baby and dog are acquainted what do I need to be aware of as my baby starts to grow up, starts to move around, becomes more mobile? Like how are my strategies going to shift and evolve and change as my kid grows up? Mm -hmm. Well, the,
2: the scary phase that's very scary to many dogs is when the kids start crawling and a lot of, um, and, and it's, Again, it's not something that I ever even thought about before I had kids. Um, and, and my dog luckily was mildly shocked, but there are many dogs that are super shocked. Um, they, um, they don't really expect that this human and you know, some dogs might be still confused, like who this really is, why this little person is suddenly moving. It was not moving for six or seven months, and now it's moving. And a lot of times that the baby will is fascinated by the dog, and they will actually move for the first time, those big eyes coming at the dog. And many dogs really, really um, are shocked. They Many people tell me that they either run away or they growl, or they they are really, really surprised and not sure what to do, or play about the baby, or do zoomies, or, or just like hide behind the parent, or start licking the baby obsessively. They just, they're they trying various strategies, um, just trying to figure out who this is, and why is this thing moving now? and And then, of course, kids are... Well, they should be moving and they should be exploring. And what they want is to explore, which means they will grab things. And tail is such a fascinating um, body part to them. So they try to grab it and then, you know, their grip is really, really strong. I have many pictures that parents share of like full, like there is like a lot of fare that the child was able to pull. So imagine that the baby starts moving, the dog is already on edge because, They are genetically wired to be suspicious of things that are unpredictable. And that's very unpredictable, right? And then the baby hits them, and then the baby grabs them and pulls this big chunk of fur. And if this all happens within a day or two, the dog is like, whoa, this is really, really scary. I'm really not okay with this. Like, what is this thing going to do next? So they, so it's, it's very, um, unfortunately I do get many emails from parents of newly mobile children after something happened, like it can be growl, it can be snapping, or it can be a bite, um, just because the dogs are, and, 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 I get many tons of messages and emails where they say, my dog loved my baby, immobile baby, but now is, doesn't like my child and like what to do then. So, The first step to do is just be aware of it. So know that this is normal and it's important to have some sort of a plan here, which means, I call it baby TV, which means we give the dog time to watch the baby from behind a gate while the baby is is exploring that room, crawling everywhere, climbing, once they start climbing or pulling up to standing, but your dog is not the target. They can just watch it, maybe you give them a chew, and they can just enjoy it and take it all in. The problem, I mean, not the problem, they, the kids should be, um, it's normal de- development. Um, so they should be moving and doing all those things. But they happen really fast for a dog. So once the dog is like, oh, okay, now they're crawling. And the next step they're standing up. now, and, and the dog is like, what the heck? Why is this child now up? It's literally like the dog just gets like
0: comfortable enough yes. with, the, with the child as they're in one place. And then all of a sudden they're in the next spot. Yes. It's like
2: that poor, that poor dog, that would be so confusing. Yes. And it can be, again, it can be even dogs that are generally pretty well socialized. You would think um, like my dog is, she was so well socialized with children. I thought so now she has never lived with two toddlers and, mm-hmm. and that's very different. She was just standing there. Like, if they, that was the moment when they got too close or they were like even trying to pet her. And now she was just standing there, just looking at me like, help, help, <laughs> just get me out of here. I, I don't enjoy it. Um, now she loves them. They're like best, best friends, but not the taller face. <laughs>
0: I can't really imagine, honestly, the, the like children, they aren't like you, you, they are unpredictable. And if they want to poke something or pull something, they're going to do it. But, um, but we love them. We love them so much. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for sharing all of that really, really incredible information. Um, we, yeah, I can't, I can only imagine how meaningful these tips would be for soon to be parents. Um, we will be right back. And we're going to uh, do some kibbles and bits.
1: All right, it is time for our Kibbles and Bits segment. So in this segment, we will learn bits of information from our guests through a series of fun questions. So Dominica, are you ready to experience Kibbles and Bits? Yes, I am. Amazing, okay, first question. What is your favorite activity to do as a family with the dogs and with the kids? Going to the beach. Oh, that's so fun. That's great, especially with a lab
2: and a Spanish water dog. You can't really go wrong. Yeah, and, and it was it was really why we chose a Spanish water dog, because my kids just spent so much time in the water.
1: It's amazing. All right, Ken's kick us with the second question. All right. So, uh,
2: what is your
0: biggest dog owner pet peeve?
2: Ah, there are Well, I think I think the one is um, when people um, when there is a, when when the dog is scared, and I can see that the. the it's very obvious the tail is tucked the ears are back and people are telling me oh he loves children or he loves people he he wants to say hi and I was like no no your dog
1: really doesn't want to say hi (laughs) so yes oh I agree with that one when there's just no concept of body language reading but the tail's wagging oh yes it's not it's not a happy wag All right, the last one. This is a good one. What is your number one safety tip for parents? I love gates.
2: So my safety tip would be to... I was thinking recently about one item, if I had to get one item, Um, also because we moved uh, internationally and we couldn't take a lot of stuff with us. But the one item that I cannot live without is a long gate, it is so useful in so many situations, whether you have a puppy, an older dog, young kids, older kids, you will be using it for a very long time. So to me, a long
1: gate equals safety. Mackenzie and I both don't have children and we both have gates in our homes because they're yes, amazing. They're the best. Yes, but a long gate, it's like because I can then put my kids inside or can put
2: my <laughs> kids inside.
1: <It> really Multipurpose. <laughs>
0: amazing there you have it there's our kibbles and bits segment uh thank you and uh, we will be right back
1: listening to the dog friendly kw podcast and today we've been talking to dominica from dog meets baby so before we wrap up today we would love if you could tell our listeners where they can learn more about dog meets baby and also about some of the amazing courses and resources you have available Sure. I love that. Um, the, the social media platform um, that I've been
2: using is Instagram and it's um, the handle is dogmeets underscore baby. The website is dogmeetsbaby.expert and that's where the courses live and the blog and soon membership for parents of mobile children.
1: Amazing. And if people would like to get in touch with you, do they just do so through your website or through Instagram?
2: Either there is a contact form on the website or yes, they can message me on Instagram.
0: Thank you so much, Dominica, for coming here and chatting with us today. We know it's late in Spain, so we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. Until next time. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Bye.
1: Sell your father
2: the witchy now.